Hi, this is Pastor Chris at Mount Morris Gospel Tabernacle. I am the Youth and Young Adults Pastor. I just want to say thank you for joining me this week on my weekly podcast. I pray it uplifts you, encourages you in your faith. The Bible says in Psalm 119, 130 that the entrance of your word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. It is my sincere prayer that as you listen to these podcasts that God speaks to you, that you get encouraged in your faith because the Bible says faith comes by hearing in hearing by the word of God. So I pray these encourage you and bless you. Please share these with a friend and subscribe to my channel on any of the available platforms that is available and I pray it blesses you. Here's this week's podcast. God bless. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining my podcast today. I'm so thankful that you decided to join me. If you could go ahead and subscribe to my channel and also share this with a friend, I believe it'll be a great blessing to everyone that listens. You know, we're living in perilous times and people need to hear about faith in God. I believe it will really encourage you as you listen. So I want to get into the subject of faith today. And uh, it's, some, it's a subject that you can never exhaust. You could literally talk about faith probably your whole life if you studied it enough. I know great men of God like Kenneth E. Hagin and others, they really studied faith. And that was really the basis of his entire ministry was faith. Um. And we can learn so much from his ministry and just glean from everything that he taught us through the, the Holy Scriptures. But I want to talk about faith, and I've been talking about faith for a couple of weeks now. And I believe it's really blessed a lot of people because fear and faith are, are on the same spectrum. And you can either yield to fear or you can either yield to faith. And the Bible says faith is a spirit. And I'll show you where that's at in the scripture. And it also says fear is a spirit. So before I get into this today, I'm just going to pray and I'm just going to ask the Lord to speak to your heart as we go through these uh, scriptures and I hit on some topics of discussion. I believe it's really going to help those that are going to listen today. So uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you right now for every person, Lord, listening to this podcast. Father, thank you that your word is true. It's a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. Your word says that, that you are not a God that would lie, nor the Son of Man that he should repent. Has God said it, he will do it. So, Father, we thank you that your word is true. We can gleam from it. We can grow from it. We can, we can uh, just nurture our spirit with the word of God and stand on your word no matter what our circumstances may look like. We give you praise for that today. In Jesus' name, Lord, thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your, your peace that is flooding through these airwaves as people listen today. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I want to talk about faith, and I want to talk about specifically um, confession brings possession. Confession brings possession. And one of the things about faith that we need to understand as a foundation of what we're going to talk about today is you can't go beyond your confession in your life. What does that mean? You can't see God's word work for you beyond your confession of faith. For example, the Bible says faith comes by hearing 
and hearing by the word of God. The only way faith can come is by hearing God's word. So when you, those of you that are listening to me that are saved and you're born again, you know you're on your way to heaven. And now those of you that do not know that, I'll give you an opportunity to do that at the end of this session. But those of you that know that you're saved, you're on your way to heaven, there was a moment in time where you heard the gospel preached. You heard it preached. Someone preached you salvation. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. So you heard about Jesus saving you, how he went to the cross for you and died for you and rose again for you. All you had to do was simply come to him and ask him to forgive you of your sin, and then you would be saved. Faith came one way to you during that moment. It came by hearing the word of God and you responding to it by your confession of faith. The Bible says you, if you believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead and you confess that he is Lord, you'll be saved. That's found in the book of Romans. So when you confess Jesus Christ is Lord, that means this, by the scripture says you're born again at that moment. So faith works by believing it in your heart, by believing it in your heart and speaking it out of your mouth. Let me say that again. Faith works by believing it in your heart and speaking it out of your mouth. Let's see what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. The Bible says in Proverbs 6, 2, it says, you are snared by the words of your mouth. You are taken by the words of your mouth. The Bible says in Romans 10, 8, it says, but what does it say? The word is nigh you in your, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So in other words, what is coming out of your mouth will produce in your life. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. So what is coming out of your mouth? You know, I've, I've studied this a lot. I don't claim to be an expert. I don't claim to be an expert in, in the Bible. I don't claim to be an expert in faith. I am growing and I'm learning myself. But I can tell you, with the journey that I've walked with the Lord, I've noticed that you can't go beyond your confession. When, you know, it's one thing to preach something. It's one thing to talk about something. And, you know, if even if you're in leadership in a church and you, you preach all the time and you talk about these subjects all the time, it's one thing to preach it, but it's another thing to live it out. And that's what we have to do as believers. We have to literally, we have to take note of what is coming out of our mouths. What is coming out of our mouth? And what's coming out of our mouth has to do a lot with what's going into our ears because what we hear determines what comes out of our mouth. That's why Jesus said, take heed of what you hear. What are you hearing that's going to dictate what you speak out of your mouth? So take note of what you're hearing, especially during these times. So... What you speak out of your mouth has the power to create life or death. What you speak out of your mouth has the power to create life or death. Now, this is something that Jesus taught. 
Jesus taught you could have whatever you said. And I'm going to read Mark 11, 23, which is a very powerful faith passage. Now, somebody said, well, you know, this is an American doctrine that was that came up that that brother Hagen and Copeland they they came up with those of you that know Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Hagen these are some of the messages that they preached and do preach well let me just say this this is not some american americanized doctrine of they call it name it claim it type doctrine this is actually something that Jesus taught and Jesus is the head of the church. So we can believe the Bible. We can believe what God said. You can never go wrong with quoting what God said. You can never go wrong with quoting what God said. So you can have what the Bible says. So what you speak out of your mouth has the power to create life or death. What did Jesus say about this? He said in Mark eleven twenty two through 24, it says, So Jesus answered him and said, Have faith in God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Isn't that powerful? Let me read that again. He said, Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe those things which he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. So Jesus said, whatever comes out of your mouth, if you believe it in your heart, you will have exactly what you say. That's what he said. And I, cl- I think Jesus is a pretty good uh, spiritual leader in our faith. Come to find out, he is the head of the church, and this is written in red in our Bible. He said we can have whatever we said. Isn't that so powerful? So we can believe God's word. And you say, Chris, where are you going with this today? Well, listen, guys, we're in we're in times of crisis right now. We're in times of great turmoil in our nation, in the world. And... You have a decision to make. You know, at the beginning of this broadcast, I talked about that fear and faith are on the same spectrum and that you have a decision to make. No one can make this decision for you. You have to make this decision yourself. You have to make a decision and say, you know what? This is perilous times. I understand this virus is real. People are, people are dying. People are getting the virus. However, you have a decision to make. Either you're going to yield to the spirit of fear or you're going to yield to the spirit of faith. You can't yield to both. You only have a decision to make. You, have to, you only have one to choose from and you have to make that decision for yourself. You have to choose. I'm going to operate in the spirit of faith. Well, somebody said, well, Chris, you know, a lot of people have got the virus. What, you know, does God really still heal? Does He really still provide? Does He really still save? Does He really still protect? Well, listen. He does. And you have to stand strong in faith. Because what the enemy wants you to do is he wants you to sit behind your television and he wants you to watch the news for four or five hours at a time. He wants you to go online and, and Google everything about the corona and how it's how it's attacked people's lives. Meanwhile, you haven't opened up your Bible one time. You haven't prayed like you should. 
you haven't gone to God, you haven't been you haven't been praising and worshiping him on your own time by yourself. You haven't took communion as a family yet. All you do is you run around talking to everybody about how serious the virus is, how serious conditions are. You don't read your Bible. You're not quoting scripture. You're not speaking faith. You're speaking actually the opposite. And you're wondering why your mind is going crazy and you're thinking all of these crazy thoughts. Well, I can tell you why. You're not fighting the fight of faith. That's why Paul told Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. You have to fight the fight of faith. Let me tell you something. The devil is not going to give you a free run up the side. He's not going to help you out. He's not going to give you a free run. You have to fight with faith. How do you do that? By speaking the word of God out of your mouth, telling the devil, no, by his stripes I'm healed. No, devil. The Bible says God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You have to counteract what the devil's trying to put upon you. And those of you that have a heavenly language and you pray in the spirit, you need to be praying in the spirit more than you've ever prayed before. You need to pray in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You have to pray in the spirit. If you have a prayer language, you need to pray in the Spirit. It will help you, it will refresh you, and it will, it will give you that assurance that the peace of God surpasses all understanding. So am I saying that this virus is not real? No. Am I saying that people that get it have a lack of faith? No. What I am saying is you have to fight. The only way to fight is to get into this Bible and speak out of your mouth what God says. You have to speak out of your mouth what God says. Amen. So it all starts with wrong thinking. Then your believing gets wrong. Then you start speaking what's wrong. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Everything starts with wrong thinking. Because what you think in your mind then you're going to start believing it in your heart. Then you're going to start speaking it out of your mouth. These, these principles are so simple, but we miss them. We miss them every time. That's why Jesus said you can have what you said, like I talked about in Mark eleven twenty three. If you believe it in your heart. And then I talked about how faith comes by hearing. So what you're hearing, you start thinking these thoughts of what you're hearing. Like right now. As you're hearing God's word, I'm giving you scripture, I'm encouraging you in your faith, then now your mind is starting to think upon these things. It's called renewing your mind. It talks about that in Romans chapter 12. Be ye not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So as you're hearing the word, these thoughts of the Bible, these scriptures are going through your mind. And you have a decision to either believe what being, is being spoken or to believe the opposite. But as you begin to hear the word and you believe it in your heart, your thinking starts to be changed. And that's where the battleground is at. So you have to renew your mind to the things that you're thinking. And it also comes by way of humility. Because many times when people begin to speak about faith, they begin to speak about what the Bible actually says is yours. 
Sometimes you get a revelation that, oh, all of these years I've actually been thinking wrong. And you have a choice to make. Either you can get offended at what the person is saying because you know it's the truth and you have been thinking wrong your entire life, or you can humble yourself and say, you know what, I need to change the way that I think. And that's where the battleground usually lies. So what we got to do is we got to change the way that we think. We have to change the way that we think by the word of God. And you'll live a peaceful life. The Bible says the carnal mind is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And that comes by way of reading the Bible and getting your mind renewed to the Word of God. So everything starts with wrong thinking. Then your believing becomes wrong. Then your speaking becomes wrong. Then what you believe out of your mouth starts to come out of your mouth. So we got to make sure our minds are renewed. We have to make sure that we're hearing God's Word. We have to make sure that we're standing in the spirit of faith and we're speaking what God said in His Word. Hallelujah. So for... um, For those of you listening to me today, some of these things are not new to you. You have heard these many years. You've heard these scriptures for many years. And I salute you. I salute you for your faith that you've walked with God many years. But let me encourage you and let me stir you up as a young person that you need to stir your faith. You're not going to fail. You're not going to go under. God's going to help you during this time. Amen. So do not grow weary in well-doing. God's going to help you. All right, so we have to expect we have to expect God's word to come to pass in our life. You know what I'm seeing is many times it's almost as though it kind of comes off this way, but it's almost as though if God doesn't really exist in a lot of people's lives, it's almost as though they believe the word, they've heard it. But it's almost as though His Word is not sufficient enough to help us in our situations. But can I let you know today, the Bible says, Let God be true and every man a liar. His Word will work. It's worked for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. This is not a new thing for God. God is not taken by surprise by this virus. He's not taken by surprise on on the conditions of our nation. He is strong and he's on the throne, and his word will work for you because the Bible says that he puts his word above his name. So whatever situation you might find yourself in in the days to come, the weeks to come, the years from now, you can always stand on God's word because it's worked for thousands of years. It's been tried and proven, and it will always work regardless of circumstance or experience. And the last point I want to make before I let you go is doubt and fear rob people of God's blessings. It is doubt and fear that rob people of God's blessings. You know, we talked about wrong thinking. We talked about your believing then becomes wrong and then your speaking becomes wrong. And then what happens is, is you take on what's called a spirit of unbelief. And if you read in the passages in the Gospels, you'll see how Jesus did mighty miracles. I mean, he would pray for people that get healed. Scripture says they went walking, leaping, and praising God. People were healed. He raised the dead. He walked on water. He did miraculous things. 
But I want to draw your attention to Mark 6, verse 5 through 6. And it says, Now he could do no mighty work there except that he lay hands on a few sick people and healed them, and he marveled because of their unbelief. So even Jesus, the Son of God, could not do mighty miracles in this place because of their unbelief, Scripture says. And how in the world do you get rid of unbelief? The only way to get rid of unbelief is to renew your mind to the Bible, hear the Word of God preached, and fight the good fight of faith. Because yes, you're going to hear a lot of things that are contrary to the Bible. You're going to hear a lot of things that do not line up with Scripture. You're going to hear a lot of things that are anti-Christ because it's anti-Christ spirit. But I believe during this time that God is drawing a line in the sand. He's separating the wheat from the tares. Either you actually believe the Bible or you don't. You either there's a time coming and it's already here and it's it's hit already that you're going to have to make a solid decision for you and for your family just like Joshua did. He said for me and my house we will serve the Lord. For me and my house we're going to believe God's word. For me and my house we're going to stand on the promises of God. We're going to stand on what he said in his word. Or you're going to bow your knee to the system of this world. The dividing line has come to our nation. The dividing line has come to this world. You are either going to believe the Holy Scriptures or you're going to bow your knee to the world of this system that's in place. And that's why it's so important that you hear faith being preached into you. We live in the most exciting times because we have technology. We're at the click of a button. You can get on your YouTube or you can get on a radio channel or you can get on some kind of stream and you can listen to faith being preached to you all day, every day. And, and I'm not exempt from any of these things. I have to renew my mind. I have to get into the Bible. I have to fast and pray. I have to keep myself filled. I have to pray in the Holy Ghost. I have to fight the fight of faith. If you think for one moment that fear has not tried to grip me, you are wrong. But I'm just like every one of you. I have a decision I have to make. Either I'm going to yield to this thing or I'm going to operate in faith. And I made up my mind. No devil. Obviously thoughts have tried to come to me. They're coming to everybody. I'm not exempt. I'm not claiming to be more spiritual or more or better than anybody. I'm si simply telling you, you have to fight. And that's what I've been doing. That's what I endeavor to do. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight with my mouth. I'm going to fight with the word of God. I'm going to fight with my praise and my worship. And I'm not going to let the devil steal my joy and my praise. I'm not going to let worry come to me. That's why the Bible says, casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. So I've casted my care, and I'm going to continue to cast my care. And when the devil tries to put thoughts on me about getting this virus, I'm going to tell him, no, devil, you cannot have me. 
God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. I'm not going to yield to these thoughts. And as you begin to fight, as you begin to speak the word, as you tell the devil, no, you're not going to have my family. As you pray in the spirit, as you take communion, as you hear the word, as you, you find those preachers that you look up to, there's many of them out there that are good. Many good men of God that are preaching faith. Get a hold of them and, and listen to what they have to say. Let faith come into your spirit. And I promise you, you won't, you won't regret it. Because faith counts it done. Faith works. Jesus said, have faith in God. You can have faith. You can believe. There's not, there's no, there's no hope. There's, it's not, there's not a sense of hopelessness when you have faith. Jesus said, with, faith, with man this is impossible. With God all things are possible. So Jesus could not do any mighty, any mighty work because of their unbelief. And then it goes on in Matthew. He says the same thing. He did not do any mighty works there because of their unbelief. So, you know, when you tell a five-year-old child about faith, about anything, they simply just believe it. You don't have to pull their teeth. You tell them something, they believe it, and they don't even question it. Now, you have to come to God as a child and as, as a, with a childlike faith mentality. And what I'm saying is, is you don't have to take my word for it. But what I am saying is you can get into the Bible yourself and find all, all of these things for yourself. That's why God said without faith, it's impossible to please God. If God said that you had to have faith to please him, that means it's your responsibility to get the faith. And, and what I've taught you today is that faith comes only one way. It's by hearing. So you have to get faith and you have to do that for yourself. No one else can do that for you. No one else can, can force faith down your throat. Only you can do it in the same amount of effort it takes to operate in fear. Because it all comes by hearing. So either you're hearing one or the other. The same amount of effort it takes to hear faith is the same amount of effort it takes to hear fear. It just takes a simple adjustment. Okay, I'm not going to listen to that anymore. Listen, turn Fox News off. Turn, turn CNN off. There's a lot of different things you can listen to that will give you current updates that are accurate. But the, the mainstream media is pushing an agenda right now to try and get this whole nation in uproar and, and, and fear. What I'm not saying that you shouldn't listen to certain platforms of news. I'm not saying to you know, put your head in the sand and not you know, see what's going on. But what I am saying is there's people, even some of those that listen to me right now, You've been listening to the news for two, three hours, maybe four hours at a time, and you're sitting in your house, and it's not going to help you. It's not going to help you one bit. It's just going to put you in, in total fear and turmoil in, in your mind. You're thinking, oh, my God, my family and my kids and my, my wife, and, man, we're all going to, you know, what, what happens if we get this? And meanwhile, you are freaking out, man. L listen, turn it off. I beg you. Start hearing what God said. 
Come on, speak the word. Pray. Get the mind of Christ. Allow God to give you peace during this time. He will. Listen, I'm, I'm, totally, I'm totally at peace, but it came one way. It's by hearing faith, praying, and allowing the Lord to give me that peace. And you can have the same peace. Come on, you can have the same peace. You can have it. So, closing with this, I want to talk about one last passage of, of Scripture that really helped me understand faith in a greater way. And it's in Romans chapter 4. It talks about Abraham. And um, those of you that know the story of Abraham, God promised him a son. And Abraham was old. I mean, when you're 100 years old, you know, things just stop working. And it's kind of hard to have a kid when, you know, the machine's not on anymore. And Sarah, she was like 90 years old. So how does a 90-year-old woman have a child? But watch what happened. Watched how Abraham operated in faith. Listen, these, these circumstances that he was in, God promised him a son. He was old in age, had no clue how he's going to have a son. But watch what he did. This is powerful, man. Grab a hold of this word. It says this. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise may be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom, whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead, and watch this, calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That's faith right there. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So God calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope in hope believed, so that he, believed, he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And watch this. Not being weak in faith. So that shows me that you can have weak faith. You can, Jesus talked about great faith. He talked about less faith. He talked about no faith. He talked about weak in faith. There's many different levels of faith. Not being weak in faith, he, doc, he did not consider his own body dead since he was about 100 years old in the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Remember we talked about unbelief? He said he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that he had promised he was also able to perform. So, Abraham, 100 years old, God promised him a son. Sarah very old, 90 years old, her womb was totally dead. However, even though the circumstance for Abraham looked contrary, come on, this is, this is a word for somebody today. Listen, even though the circumstance was contrary, and I bet everybody and their cousin told Abraham, listen, bro, 
you are so old, how in the world are you going to have a son? Can you imagine how the spirit of fear, the spirit of unbelief tried to come upon Abraham during this time? However, Abraham did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that he had promised was also able to perform. That is faith right there. Yes, is coronavirus real? It is. Are people dying? Yes, is it, it is the news pumping it up and they're giving us statistics and it's it's kind of scary in the natural sure however contrary to our situations yes it is looking so bad but you can be fully convinced that he who had promised protection he who had promised comfort he who promises peace he who promises salvation to the household of faith, he who is with us is greater than he that is in the world. You can stand upon the promise of faith because he is able to perform exactly what he said. You have to fight regardless of what it looks like. You have to stand in faith and say, No, devil, you are not going to have my church. You're not going to have my family. You're not going to have my friends. You are not going to have my young people. You are not going to have anything to do with my household because the blood of Jesus covers me. The blood of Jesus is on the doorpost of my house. And I am not wavering. I am not coming off to the, the wayside of fear. But I am going to stand firm in faith. Because I know whom I believed. Amen. Abraham did not waver at the promise. He called those things that did not exist as though they did. Come on, a hundred-year-old man having a child? That is absolutely ridiculous in the natural. To have a, I mean, come on, think about it. A hundred-year-old man is going to have a child with a 90-year-old woman. That is absolute nonsense. But faith moved the mountain out of the way. Faith spoke to that situation and said, No, my God told me I'm going to have a son. And Abraham spoke against the unbelief. He spoke against the fear trying to come upon him. And God promised and he was able to perform everything that he promised. And Abraham saw the manifestation of the miracle take place. We know he had a son called Isaac. That was the son that God promised Abraham. Isaac was born. So, faith sometimes looks, let me say it this way. Faith sometimes look, looks very nerve-wracking in the natural. It looks, in your natural mind, sometimes it seems absolute, not, it seems absolutely crazy. Because what you're hearing in the world is not going to help you with your faith. And, and your natural mind is going to, the Bible says the natural mind fights 
the spirit of man or the spirit of the Lord. It, they're, they're constantly at war with each other. They fight each other. So you have to stay strong. I'm so thankful for the Bible school I went to because they taught us how to fight. They taught us how to believe contrary to situations that may happen. They taught us these things. And I want to endeavor to help you. To, to those of you that have walked with the Lord many years, listen, stir your faith. You already know some of the thing, these things I'm talking about. But some of you that have not walked with God, you don't know some of these things. Let me encourage you. Come on. You can have faith. You can speak against just like Abraham did when he was old and he didn't know if he's going to ever have a son because he was too old. Come on. He did not waver the promise of God. He spoke out God's word. He spoke out the promise. You can have Psalm 91 over your house. You can be protected. You don't have to live in fear. Come on. God gave you. He didn't give you that spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. You speak it out. You pray in the spirit. You can have faith in God. Come on. This thing is not going to come upon you. You can have faith. You can have the peace of God resting upon you and you can fight. You can fight. Come on. We can fight the fight of faith. The devil's not going to have us. Come on. I'm stirring people up today. Come on. You can have faith. You can have faith. I don't care what it looks like in the natural. I don't care. Nope. It ain't coming near you. It ain't coming near you. Come on now. Come on. Speak it out. It ain't, it's not coming near my house. Come on, God is on my side. Come on, I'm teaching you how to do this. I'm going to teach, come on, I'm teaching you right now. This is what I do every day. God, I thank you, Father. You didn't give me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Father, thank you that Psalm 91 says, A thousand may fall at my side, ten thousand at my right hand, but it will not come near me. Thank you, Father, that you said in Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. He lays me down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Come on, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. Come on, speak the word out of your mouth. Hallelujah. You can have faith in God. Jesus said, speak to the mountain, it'll be moved. Father, thank you. This mountain of Corona is moved out of my house. It will never come near me in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that your word is true. Thank you that the spirit of faith believes and then speaks. That I can speak out what I have in faith, in the covenant of promise. That your blood protects me just like it bl the blood protected uh, the, the Israelites in the book of Exodus. As this, the death angel passed by and it did not come near them. You come on, this is how you this is how you fight. You fight the good fight of faith. And then you speak out, and then you pray in that heavenly language. In the name of Jesus. And you stir up your faith. The book of Jude says, praying in the Holy Ghost, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. You pray in the Holy Ghost. And you begin to sense the mighty presence of God. And you will feel that faith is coming to the surface as you begin to pray in the Spirit. You will begin to sense the greatest power on earth. The power of the Spirit of God. The presence of Almighty God. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And you fight. And you fight. And then you get your family together. And you bust out some grape juice. And you get a cracker. And you begin to take communion. And you decree and declare 
the Lord's table and you say, Father, I thank you that my family will not come, that they will not come under the subjection to this virus. Thank you that as we take this communion, that Lord, that your blood is protecting us and is keeping us safe, that your body is broken for us, that we could be healed. And as you remember, as you take that in remembrance of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, as you take that in remembrance of Jesus, he will protect you. And you speak that out and you decree and you declare it and you have faith and you do not waver. And when thoughts try to come on you, you counteract them with your faith. Come on. I'm stirring you up today. I'm, 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 a, I'm your trainer right now. I'm training you how to fight. Come on. We can do this together. We're, you're, not, you're not in this by yourself. We're fighting together. Come on. You got to fight. You got to you got to you got to throw punches back at the devil. You got to throw your punches back. You got to speak out of your mouth. Use that tongue that God gave you to speak against what's being thrown at you. Don't allow these thoughts to penetrate your mind. No devil, absolutely not. You speak it out of your mouth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I really hope that you were blessed today. I just want to come on and share my heart and share a few scriptures, share a few points and um, just keep everybody in the loop with with what's, you know, stirring in my spirit and to help anybody that needs help. That's what I want to do. I want to help you. And, and I'm learning every day myself. I don't have all the answers, but I do know that you can have faith in God and you can fight the good fight of faith. And you don't have to come under subjection to what the devil's trying to tell God's people. That's No, we have to draw a line in the sand. So I love every one of you, those that listen to me. So thankful that you hopped on today. Share this with somebody. And come on, let's fight the good fight of faith. Don't give in. Do not, do not allow fear to come upon you. But stir yourself up. Pray. Come on, David had to encourage himself in the Lord. If you got to get by yourself... Lock yourself in a closet. If you got to drive somewhere by yourself and pray, come on, get alone with God. Allow Him to come and give you the peace that you need. Love you so much. And I hope this blessed you. If you have any questions concerning this, you can feel free to give me a message. Call me, text me, message me, whatever you want to do. And I'm here to pray for you and help you. Father, I thank you for every person that listened to me today. I pray that their faith was stirred. I pray that their faith was increased as they heard the word. God, I thank you for just the peace of God right now to rest on every person, every home, every person represented, every family represented today. I thank you for the joy of the Lord. That's their strength. I thank you for the peace of God that surpasses their understanding in their minds and hearts. Thank you, Lord, that you give them the, the, uh, the power to fight, that you give them the strength to fight, the fight of faith. And they don't have to come under subjection to fear. So I thank you for that today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for watching or listening, not watching. This is a podcast, but I love you so much. And uh, thank you for joining me today.